You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the PharmD Money Podcast, where certified financial planner Derek Delaney brings financial education and observation to help pharmacists navigate their most important financial questions. Welcome in PharmD Nation to episode number 89 of the PharmD Money Podcast. I am your host, Derek Delaney. Thank you all for joining me today. One of the, one of the, I think the dumbest, but it's it's hard not to do. One of the dumbest things people do when it comes to their personal finances is they like to compare where they're at can, compared to other people. And most of the time people will navigate themselves or compare themselves to others that have more than them. And the reason why I think that is stupid is because it puts doubt and negative feelings about their own personal financial situation in their head. And it brings them down and makes them feel bad about themselves. And it doesn't actually give them a good sense of where they sit in the real world when they do that. So in this podcast episode, we're going to talk about actual facts. So people haven't real idea of where they sit financially compared to everybody else in America. And the way that we're going to do that is we are going to talk about the average household retirement savings account balances of people in the United States. So to start, I want to let everybody know that these are actual figures that were sourced from the Employee Benefit Research Institute. So this is not information that I'm just pulling off of my own records or I'm just guessing or estimating. These are actual numbers. And again, the reason why I want to do this is to give people an actual understanding of where they sit from a retirement savings standpoint to let them know, are you ahead of your peers? Are you behind your peers? And if so, by how much? And that will give you a better idea of what you need to start doing in order to create a better financial future for yourselves, Um, whether that's creating more contentment because you already have enough compared to others or maybe bumping up that savings rate so you're not as far behind as you get older, specifically as you get closer to retirement. So let's jump right in. These account balances that we're looking at, these are retirement account balances. So these are 401ks, 403bs, IRAs, uh, Keel plans, retirement accounts. So these are not uh, brokerage accounts or taxable accounts or money sitting in a checking or savings account in a bank or in a high interest earning non-retirement account investment vehicle. So with that in mind, let's first look at the uh, 35-year-old and younger crowd. So the average retirement account savings those individuals have in 2023 is $43,000. Again, that is probably going to blow a lot of people's minds, but that's just the reality we live in, specifically knowing that 35-year-olds and younger, you're talking about mid-millennials or older millennials and younger, which is the type of demographic who went to college. They probably took on a lot of student loan debts. They probably wanted to buy a home. At that point, homes were probably a little more affordable, but still a lot higher comparatively to um, income, specifically when you compare it to older generations like baby boomers. And there's a lot of debt and costs in starting a family. So you throw all that in, there's not a lot of money left over to save for retirement. And if you're in that age group and you found yourself making $45,000, $50,000 a year or even less than that as you started your career, even if you were able to save 10, 12, 15% of that salary, it's still not going to translate to a lot of money down the road. So 
for that age demographic, $43,000 to me of average retirement savings feels right considering all the stuff that they are going through at that age and the type of income they most likely received coming out of school. The next age band are those aged 35 to 44. And we can see here that this age band, we see a significant increase from 43,000 up to 130,000 of retirement savings. And the biggest reason for this increase is just the natural power of compounding interest. So the money that they saved early in life, even though that it's, it's not a lot, it's going to grow and compound exponentially, which over a 10-year band or age band proves that to be true. But again, $130,000 when you're in your late 30s or early 40s may not feel like a lot. Specifically knowing that you maybe have 20 years left until you want to retire. And if you take the um, rule of 72 where you could take that money and double it every 7 to 10 years, it's still not getting you to a substantial amount of retirement savings when you factor in future inflation. So I could see people sitting in that age band who have around $130,000 of retirement savings feeling good about themselves. I think they should if they know that they're going to continue to save and not just rely on the growth of that money alone to meet their financial needs as they get closer to retirement. Now we get into the meat and potatoes where it really starts to matter for a lot of people, and that is the age band of 45 to 54. The average household, and we're talking household, not individual, the average household retirement savings for those aged 45 to 54 is approximately $255,000. So now we made it to a quarter of a million, and a million dollars is a huge milestone for a lot of people subconsciously, I believe. And you could be sitting there at 50 years old and have a quarter of that saved. And again, it starts to get a little tight for people at this age because they know they don't have 30 years of savings and compounding to work in their favor unless they think they want to work till age 70, 75, 80 years old, which some people might want to do. So I take a look at this number and I go, you know what? I have talked to a lot of people who have a substantial amount of money saved comparatively to 255000 within that same age range. And those people feel like they haven't saved enough or that they have underprepared for their future retirement. And it's interesting when you talk to those people and you give them these type of figures, it instantly provides relief off of their shoulders, in my opinion, because they now know that comparatively speaking, in more of a broad sense, that they are overachieving from a financial retirement savings standpoint, even though They might not feel that way because they're comparing their financial situation to people who may have more than them. So just know that if you're in your early 50s and you're married and you have a household income and you have household retirement savings and it's greater than $255,000, you're beating the averages. That is a good place to be. The next age range is 55 to 64, and this is when people move into actual retirement. Because again, age 62 is when you can start taking Social Security. 65 is when you can start turning on Medicare. So 55 to 64 is when people actually start looking at retirement. They start putting numbers on paper and starting to figure out if they can afford to make that decision or not. The average household retirement account savings in that age range, which is the highest, is 415000 So we're not even over a half a million dollars yet in In my work being in this industry, 
and I work a lot with people in the Midwest, so that probably matters quite a bit too. This is not uncommon. It is not uncommon for people to have under half a million dollars of a retirement nest egg and planning to utilize that next nest egg to live off of for the next 25 or 35 years of their life. And a lot of people have created lives that will allow them to do just that, where they don't have a lot of debt, their expenses, specifically speaking in retirement, are not anticipated to be a whole lot. And they feel comfortable knowing that income sources plus $450,000 of retirement savings is going to be enough for them to retire. The last age range I want to take a look at are people aged 64 and older, and the average retirement savings account balance for that age range actually drops a little bit to $405,000. And that is because people at that age start spending their money once they get to retirement and their average account balances start to drop slightly as they get older and they start spending that money. So from being a 20-year-old up into a 65-year-old, the range is probably a lot lower than people listening to this podcast probably expected. And just know that that isn't some new phenomenon. That is the reality of the financial situation Americans put themselves in throughout their lifetime. We are a country of consumers and retirement savings is kind of an afterthought for a lot of people because they don't do a good job of being able to protect project their future financial situation out and understanding whether it's going to allow them to live the current life they want or not. Which again, if more people did that, I think it would increase the amount they put into savings specifically earlier in life. The other interesting thing that this data promotes, in my opinion, is the value of social security in our personal lives, specifically those that are getting close to retirement. So there is a huge debate that rages every single year about will Social Security be around for the long term? Is Social Security something I can count on? And my opinion has always been yes, 100%. And the reason why I pound my fist on the table and say that is because Social Security for a large majority of Americans is their financial lifeline. Where Social Security will tell you themselves that Social Security is projected to account for 40% of your pre-retirement income. And we all know that that dramatically gets lower when you're a higher income earner or you have a higher net worth. But as you can see, majority of Americans aren't in that higher income, higher net worth bucket. So social security is going to account for 40%. And in my opinion, specifically as you get older, it's going to account for 60 to 75% of their retirement income. And if that gets taken away or significantly gets reduced, that's going to create a lot of financial problems for older Americans. And it's going to drive a lot of people into becoming destitute because they need that income, specifically because over the course of their lives, they haven't done a good enough job saving for themselves. And I don't think that trend is changing based off of the numbers we just got done talking about. Because of that, it creates a huge opportunity for higher earning income families. So if you're in family that's making over $200,000 a year, you're making over $250,000 a year plus, please, please understand that you have been given a golden opportunity to take advantage of that higher income to maximize your future financial well-being. And it's not just all about investing, but you have opportunities to 
to do great work from a tax planning standpoint because you have money. You have a great opportunity to prepare for retirement from an estate planning standpoint to get all your ducks in a row when it comes to all the different fields of financial wellness you should have prepared for yourself. And the only reason most people don't end up doing that is because they don't see themselves as having that opportunity because of that comparison factor we talked about before. Well, my friends X, Y, and Z have way more money than me and they can barely survive in retirement or they don't feel like they're financially um, set for retirement. And if they don't, there's no way I can be. So what's the use of even trying? And that brings me to my last point is it's very, very important for everybody to focus on themselves when it comes to their future financial well-being, specifically when it comes to retirement and why comparing yourselves to other people, specifically people who you think have more than you do, is a really stupid decision. And the primary reason for that is because most people, when it comes to their financials, lie. They do a great job of being able to show that they have a lot through consumer purchases, like buying a bigger house, getting a boat, getting a cabin, stuff like that. When in reality, in my experience, a lot of people in that who find themselves in that situation are barely treading water, but they have no problem faking it and they have no problem telling others that they have far more than they actually do. When in reality, that's just not the case. So just know that focusing on yourself, being diligent, being disciplined and planning ahead and making smart decisions is going to give you an opportunity to put yourselves ahead of the average American not only when it comes to average account household retirement savings balances, but also when it comes to future financial independence, specifically in retirement, as long as you're doing the right things consistently over a long period of time and letting the compound or letting the power of compounding work in your favor. So focus on yourself, find contentment in your future, and let everything else fall in its place for your benefit. If you're looking for more information about PharmD Financial Planning or myself, feel free to visit PharmDFP.com. If there is a topic or you have questions on anything we talked about in this podcast episode, email podcast at PharmDFP.com with those questions, topics, or ideas you'd like to hear more about. Finally, until next time, PharmD Nation, be well. The PharmD Money Podcast is not intended to be tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions expressed on the show are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or investment advice.